You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are speaking about why and how to build your personal board of directors. Really nice interview with Heather. So stay tuned and now some music. So today is a lot about career advice, but this is not the only episode about career advice. There's many, many other things about career advice in this podcast. So if you're interested in this topic, just scroll back. There's lots of other episodes and have a listen to a couple of these older ones. There's 200 episodes or there's more than 200 episodes. So have a look there. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. And especially there is a PSI conference coming up. So, Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about the upcoming conference and lots of other things. Now, let's start with the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician. And today I'm really glad to have Hazel with me for a really interesting topic. Um, and when I first heard about it, I was thinking for myself, Do I have that? Maybe a little bit, but I never really kind of thought about it in, in more, more detail. Um, and therefore, I'm really happy to have Hazel here. How are you doing? Hi, Alex. I'm doing great. Thank you for um, inviting me as a guest on the Effective Statistician podcast. I am happy to be here with you today. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, before we dive into the topic itself, maybe you can give the listener a, a short intro of yourself. Sure. So I am an Associate Director, Data Management, GCP Auditor in Boeinger Engelheim's Quality Medicine Group. And I have 13 years of experience in the pharmaceutical industry. Prior to becoming a GCP Auditor, I was a senior clinical data manager in BI's biostatistics and data sciences group, where my expertise was in the acquisition and handling of external data. I have a wealth of knowledge and experience performing data management activities from initiation through closure on clinical trials from phase one, two, and three in various therapeutic areas. My expertise in data management is what led to my recent career shift into the world of GCP auditing. In my current role as a GCP auditor, I am responsible for performing GCP audits, mainly in the areas of biostatistics, clinical data management, and computer systems validation. So that's a little bit about me, Alex. Okay, okay. Um in terms of the topic of the day, uh, today, CC, personal board of directors, when have you first stepped over this? 
So I first learned about or was introduced to the personal board of directors concept last year when I was selected by my management team to participate in a six-month leadership program called I'm Power, which, okay. which was developed and created by an organization called Women Unlimited in so the Empower um, program is offered to women um, identified as high potential in BI's organization. And while in the program, I had the opportunity to interact with peers from a wide range of companies and industries, um, as well as work with seasoned leaders who provided me with mentoring and coaching. Um, so the program. Um, also provided uh, extremely beneficial uh, leadership strategies. However, the personal board of directors uh, concept really resonated with me because it gave me a conceptual blueprint to follow in order to move my career in an upward trajectory. So the yes. Women Unlimited Incorporated Leadership Program was invaluable to me. And I believe my recent career advancement is a direct correlation of my participation in the program. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's, that's that's great to hear uh, that BI is uh, investing in, in this one. So, yeah, absolutely. Board of directors, when, when I hear about this, that kind of, I think first in terms of uh, there's a business. And, you know, there's these, you know, wide variety of kind of different people um, that, yeah, come from all kind of different places, yeah, and can add um, other information to it. Do you then kind of see yourself kind of as a business or as a, how does it come to kind of this, this name for it? Well, I think everyone should see themselves as a business, right? They're an asset. Um, your career is your business. You're trying to grow your business. So I think when people hear board of directors as well and as an individual, they think, oh, board of directors are only for people who are at the this high level, right? In roles that are highly visible. So for example, um, uh, directors, VPs, executives, uh, Right. But a board of directors, it's not only reserved for individuals in that role. To me, a board of directors is for anyone who's interested in advancing their career and development. They should invest in having a board of directors. So, again, we are our own business and we have to promote our business. Our board gives us advice on really our career vision, goals and how to go about achieving that. Okay, that's great. So it's career advice, these kind of things, complementary knowledge. What what else can can they provide us with? Uh, board of directors, um, they're extremely beneficial. The benefits are of of having a board of directors immense. Uh, your board of directors can give you access to information, advice, ideas. They can also provide resources related to your career development and advancement. And very importantly, they can make you aware of or recommend you for 
open positions, right? Or position opportunities. Okay, okay. So is that a board of directors mostly with, within your organizations then? Uh, no, it doesn't have to be within your organization, right? Uh, we're talking about a personal board of directors, right? And it's for advancement, right? So it's not only on a professional level, right? Mm -hmm. A board of directors can also assist you on a personal level as well, because I find, you know, most of the um, uh, insights that you or we find uh, while we're working, we can also apply those insights into our personal life and really improve and enhance our personal lives as well. So it's not only strictly related to like a work environment, it's just really... Uh, just all encompassing um, pretty much again, right? It's about your growth, your development, whether that's professional, whether that's um, on a personal level as well. Oh, that's, that's good. So, so it could also include like more kind of the family things, health things, um, uh, such financial, personal financial things like these kind of things. Right. So it's exactly. So it's anyone that can really see your vision and assist you in really achieving um, your vision, whatever that vision may be. Right now we're speaking about the professional space, right? Yeah. So my board of directors, for example, it includes um, leaders within um, BI, my peers within BI as well. So my board is pretty diverse, right? Okay. It's, it's not only leaders, right? We can have, um, uh, or managers, we can have peers as well, you know, um, that can advise us on a peer-to-peer -peer level because sometimes, you know, when we work with our colleagues, we have blinders on, right? And if we have a colleague who can say, okay, well, uh, you know, this is what I see. And, you know, they can also help us along the way as well. So again, I think everyone should think about um, a board of directors as any individual that you trust, you respect, you mm -hmm. can be psychologically safe with. Mm -hmm. Those individuals are pretty good candidates to be a part of your board. And probably also kind of complementary knowledge to, your, to yourself. Kind of, you know, right. if you are, don't know, a statistician, don't have only statisticians in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, again, any individual is going to help you be well-rounded. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so yes. Yeah. So you mentioned this, who can achieve, who can help you achieve your vision for yourself. Do you first need to set the vision and then get the board of directors or is it kind of a first board of directors and sense of vision because they help you on creating the vision or is it more kind of a, maybe a, iterative, fluent kind of thing? Well, I think um, overall it becomes fluid, but I think at initially everyone should have a vision in mind, right? What's their career vision and what are their goals? How do they see themselves? Do you want to become a leader? Is that your vision, right? Hmm. So once you identify what your vision is, then you can bring in your board of um, your board members, right? And you can have me when I I already I have my vision outlined for me. So mm -hmm. when I meet with my board of directors each one on one on a monthly basis for about 25 minutes or so. It doesn't have to be an extremely long amount of time. During that meeting, you know, we discuss where I am with my career vision and my goals. 
Uh, we discuss successes that I have uh, um, achieved to meet that goal. Mm-hmm. We talk about like any challenges that I'm facing, you know, that's prevented me from um, meeting those goals and how we can uh, pretty much find solutions to those challenges. Okay. Do you have an, do you have an example for that, for, for a challenge or for, you know, career advice? Right. So as far as um, challenge that we're, so I, I would say my, how I incorporated my board, an example of how I incorporated my board is uh, recently I made a switch from data management into uh, the GCP world of auditing. And that's when really I called on my board. So, you know, I told my board, okay, this is my vision. You know, I'm interested in moving towards um, leadership uh, type roles. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in shifting um, out of, uh, again, data management. I'm moving into GCP to just get some more experience on that end. And... uh, my boards, you know, after discussing with my board, I determined, okay, this move is a great move for me. I have a number of years of experience in data management. I would like to assume some additional um, uh, responsibilities or experience to pretty much broaden my portfolio, my professional portfolio, which will assist me, you know, in moving towards more of a leadership role because I have more experience. So after discussing with my board, you know, I decided, okay, this this move is in my best interest. So during my discussion with my board, they gave me, my board member gave me advice on interview prep, also, you know, subsequent compensation negotiations. So mm-hmm. that's really where my board um, came, uh, was just very helpful to me and my development and my growth. And again, my vision. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. In terms of your your vision, how do you kind of think about it? Is this a three, five, ten year vision, or how have you came up with your vision? Well, with my vision, I I came up with my vision by saying, okay, ultimately, I would like to see myself in a leadership position. I try not to put numbers around mm-hmm. um, my my vision. Um, but I do set goals. So I say, okay, you know, if I've been in a role for X amount of years, I've gained this amount of experience, you know, or what, what steps do I take to meet the next goal? Right. Does that include any type of training, um, that I need? Does that mean more type of, um, mentorship programs to attend or participate in, so those types of items that I use to really step through and, and meet that overall goal. Again, there, there are no, there is no timeline for me saying like three, five years. Again, the goal is I'd like to be at this leadership um, position. And I just look at the tools that I need to re- to meet that goal. And then I, I, okay. I'm somewhat strategic about things as well. So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, it's similar. I've I've set up a couple of you know specific things in terms of what what my vision for myself is, and um, across also different domains of my life. Yeah, so not just the professional domain, and have really kind of captured these more in pictures than in numbers. And it's more about who I want to become 
rather than which position I would would like to fill, because positions come and go, change all the time, and also it's not as very often it's not so much about the specific position, but what type of person you become, and then you know if for example you say you know you want to become a leader. It's not necessarily. Oh, I want to be a leader in exactly this function in this location or whatsoever. Uh, it's a, it's a much more kind of um, vague thing, and um, then you know you can have more opportunities to actually achieve it you know, by by not restricting yourself too much there. Um, however, it's specific enough so that you can have shorter term goals. To, to move towards it. Like, okay, if I want to be there in a couple of years, then probably I need to have this experience. I need to have demonstrated these skill sets. Um, I need to have these kind of people in my network, yeah? such, such things. Um, I would be great to work on such projects. Yeah? All these kind of more, more actionable and more concrete steps that help you to move towards the, the bigger long-term vision. Right, absolutely. That's great. How, in terms of little bit specific steps, how do you find these board members? Are they already in your network or do you, do you need to discover, discover them? Well, that's a great question, um, Alex. So, um, and it's something that I'm struggling with um, as well. So I'll be honest. Um, right now with my board, finding my board members, it's easy to find people that are internal, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, we work with these individuals on a, you know, daily basis almost, right? So it's easy to find people that are internal um, uh, to my board. But what I'm challenged with is finding people like outside of um, BI. So mm -hmm. um, I think in order to, to find individuals using tools like um, LinkedIn, for example, um, is a good resource, right? Just following people, connecting um, with individuals and uh, just seeing like what, what, who they're following as well. Um, reading articles that they're posting. That's a good way to uh, really like find people who are like outside of like your immediate uh, network. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one um, avenue that I'm going to uh, look into as well, because like I said, I'm challenged with finding people outside of really like the pharmaceutical industry um, also, because I'm, I'm now into the world of auditing. And I think it brings value to find uh, auditors in other areas, uh, right? Yeah. Because getting ideas from those individuals may be something that can be implemented into in the pharmaceutical space as well. So uh, yeah, like financial auditors or other, other completely different industries. Right, exactly. I actually think I have a couple of people in my board of directors also I've never really thought of them this way which friends that have kind of developed over the years yeah and um, we also we, now we work in different companies so there's, there's still a lot of um, connection it's maybe not as regular as you said as in terms of monthly calls but from time to time and also especially when there's a specific topic that falls into their expertise then, then I can you know call, call on these people and to be honest it's, a, it's very often also mutual 
relationship. Yeah. So it's not just they help me, but they help them as well. The other point is in terms of finding people where I have found a lot of really, really good uh, contacts is through PSI, our professional organization. So wherever you are in the world and listening here, maybe there's a, there's a local uh, statistics organization or maybe there's, there's other kind of such local you know, association societies, or maybe it's even a global one yeah, like PSI. Uh, where you can join and yeah meet great people. I've definitely met a couple of uh, great people throughout PSI, and of course through my podcast as well, which is <laughs> kind of a nice bonus. Yes, yes, and I do agree with you, um, Alex, as well as you know, because as you've mentioned, there are people in your network that you you don't frequently talk to, but then you know you can call on them when when it's needed. But I really do believe that keeping, um, nurturing your your network or your board of directors, nurturing those relationships, very important, right? So when you have your board of directors, you don't need to call on those individuals all the time, right? Yeah. You you can call on them when you know the need arises. If they they specify or they. Um, specialize in a specific area, you can reach out to them, uh, you know, and discuss with them. But again, it's about keeping the relationship alive, nurturing um, that relationship, and also bringing value as well, right? Because we don't want to take all the time, right? We want to give as well, right? So the the relationship has to be um, a symbiotic relationship where, exchange of ideas and um, advice resources you know again it's fluid it's it's an equal transfer so the same way my board of directors bring value to me my what's important to me is to ensure that I am bringing value to my board of directors as well yeah how such a board member different from let's say a coach that you would have um, I think they're, I think the concept is pretty similar, quite honestly. Um, uh, we're just calling it something more fancy, more of the <laughs> rather than a coach. <laughs> because I also have, let's say, professional coaches, yeah, some of which I also pay uh, because they do that for, for their business. And that's also quite helpful to, to have such people. Uh, in your in your mind. there's one other thing that is maybe maybe not so much of a board of directors where you can actually talk to, but there's these what I would call virtual mentors, yeah, who are just very knowledgeable people outside that um, where you can listen to, where you can get ideas from, where you maybe also get kind of a sometimes some some tough love <laughs> that you that you that you. Look, I'm primarily listen to them because I listen to these podcasts, and I, I can say that also helped me quite a lot. So, um, for example, from a leadership perspective, I've listened for years to a podcast from Michael Hyatt and learned quite a lot about leadership from from that in, in that regard. Right. Well, and to I think that's where. Um, uh when we talk about diversity of your board, right? I think that's where it comes into play, where you're not selecting just individuals who think like you, right? You also have individuals on your board 
who challenge your thinking, right? Yeah. Who, like you said, gives you that tough love, um, you know, in cases where it's needed as well, right? Because again, when you when we have people on our board who are who think differently from us, they bring a different perspective, right? They see things from a different lens, and uh, you know, it's something that we may not see ourselves, right? So again, that's why it's good to have a diverse board and just not individuals who who think like you. Yeah, completely agree. And sometimes also these kind of coaching can sometimes be a little bit painful in the short term <laughs> because you need to yeah, listen to these hard truths that you may not want to listen to. It can be, it's really, really helpful in the long term. Right. And so um, embracing this pain, like if you're going for a run and you kind of go for the stretch <laughs> at the end and you push it. Uh, it's also painful, but that's where the, where the growth comes from. I agree. I agree 100%. Unlike you, I'm not an avid runner. Um, I do run. Like you said, it, it, it's painful um, for me, but when I'm done, everything is just, I'm so glad I did it. I feel energized. So yes. Yeah, so like you said, there has to be, sometimes there are growing pains, right? But then when we go through those growing pains, we come out on the end, um, uh, you know, more strengthened um, and more positive. So, yes, yeah, so I, I, I do agree. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for this really, really good discussion about uh, the personal board of directors. We, we talked about how it can help you, how it can kind of um, help you to achieve your vision how you can actually, you know, come up with your uh, vision also a little bit and that it helps you to um, challenge you to open doors, to, to be a sounding board for ideas, help you over challenges, and then having something that is, you know, complementary to yourself and that fits with the, the goals you want to achieve. That's really great. Any final Final points that you want to make in terms of the board of directors. Any any final recommendation for the listener? Yes. Yeah, so final recommendation um, for the listener is again, remember, you do not have to be in a highly visible position yes. in order to assemble your personal board of directors, right? So if you are interested in your career growth development. Um, and uh, just ensure your career vision is reached, please uh, assemble a board of directors. You'll be happy you did. Awesome. That's a really, really nice call to action. Thanks so much, Haza, and have a great time. All right, great. Thanks so much, Alex. It was, um, I really enjoyed my time speaking with you today. Take care. So what will you do about your board of directors? I will sure, sure, make sure I have one that is really complete. I already have a couple of things, but I will further work on this. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain Herbs with the show in the background, and thank you for listening. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.